Hey everybody, it's me. It's your old buddy Steve Simons and coming again with hmm, this has started out really great. Hey, we're gonna do an Awesomers podcast episode today. I'm not even gonna edit that part out. Uh, this is awesomers.com podcast episode 163. So you can tell I'm really good at it now. And uh, I've got Michael Pinkowski joining me today. Michael, say hello. <laughs> hello. Ah, see, you were very careful to follow instructions. So Michael and I just finished a webinar about the strengths finder or strengths-based leadership concepts and philosophies, which I'm a big believer in. Michael is not only a believer, but also a certified coach. Uh, Michael, what do you have to do to be a certified coach? It's a pretty big commitment. It's uh, thousands of dollars. Uh, I think when I took it, it was $7,000. Uh, and it's uh, a week on site. I went down to Portland and uh, you're at it for you know about nine or 10 hours uh, a day. They give you homework every night. Um, and it's a, it's an emotionally draining thing. You're, you're doing a lot of thinking. It's, it's, it's a workshop kind of thing, but boy, it's a lot of work. When you get done with that, you take an exam and then you are on a kind of a probationary thing. You need to, uh, coach at least five people and get reviews from them and submit that. Then you've got a, uh, review session with another coach where you're evaluated. And if you get through all that, then you've passed, and two years later, you got to take another test to be recertified. And I have cleared all those hurdles. Amazing. Uh, so that sounds like a nightmare to me. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I would not <laughs> want to do it. Uh, but the best thing about you know, kind of what we present in the webinar is the fact that you have this opportunity as a as an entrepreneur, as somebody out there listening, as a just your everyday run of the mill awesomer. You can access somebody like Michael, uh, which I think is pretty awesome. So. Uh, first, just to reiterate, awesomers.com slash 163 is where you can find the show notes and details uh, regarding today's uh, episode. And I'm even going to put the link. I, I assume we recorded this. I don't know. I wasn't running the controls. Melissa was. So you guys can uh, blame her if it doesn't work. But assuming we have a replay function out there, uh, we'll list, link it on that page, awesomers.com slash 163. Now, because we're hot on this topic and it's it's something I'm I truly believe in and, and I think it can make a difference in people's businesses. I wanted to get Michael on here and him and I are going to talk a little bit about our own strengths because that's a, a common question I get. People say, well, you know, what are your strengths and what does that mean? And so Michael, maybe do you want to lead us off with one of your strengths and maybe even read an excerpt from the report that it sent to you that, that was meaningful to you? Yeah. So my, my number one is uh, futuristic and the short explanation for that is people exceptionally talented in the futuristic theme are inspired by the future and what could be. They energize others with their visions of the future. And when I think about times where um, I was uh, leading a company or leading a team, um, I, I wanted to lead. I, I, I didn't want to uh, I didn't want them to manage and get into the weeds of what they were doing. I wanted to set a vision and say, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. I'll give you an easy example. We're all looking at Black Friday any day now. And I used to call a meeting in uh, just after the 4th of July. Uh, and I would uh, go to Starbucks and I would get uh, peppermint mochas. And uh, we would have, and on one of the hottest days of the year, we would have the marketing team meeting. Because, you know, in July, you got to be thinking about what are you going to do? And what are your plans? And I would show Christmas commercials. And it, this is my futuristic. I wanted to kind of set them into the, the, the zone of being ready for Christmas, even though the air conditioning wasn't working and we were all baking in a conference room. 
<laughs> that's good. Yeah, so that's definitely futuristic. Um, and I see that in Michael all the time, right? It's like, hey, today is important and we've got to block and tackle today, but what does that mean for the future? Are we even blocking the right stuff? Maybe we should be uh, dealing with other stuff. So I'm going to share one of my strengths with everybody out there. Uh, and I did an episode, awesomers.com slash 18, uh, like a book review of the strengths-based leadership. I encourage everybody to listen to it, awesomers.com slash 18. This is going to give you a, an hour of my thoughts on why the philosophy matters and, and even some of my strength stuff, but this will be a quick uh, little excerpt for you here. So one of my strengths are self-assurance. And for those who know me, even those who have just heard me on this podcast, I want you to just see if this sounds like me. Uh, and uh, buckle up because uh, it's, uh, it's close to home in my view. So self-assurance. Chances are good that you keep a tight rein on your emotions. You are cautious and reserved. Rather than add to the drama of a situation, you simply study the facts. You waste little time discussing your own and others' feelings. This is where the low empathy comes from. <laughs> Instead, you consider the evidence. You weigh the consequences of whatever is said and done. You, uh, people realize you need time to think. You, uh, they know your judgment is rarely clouded by personal feelings or opinions. By nature, you like advancing on your own. You enjoy defying the odds. This is quite true. I, if somebody says this is an impossible problem, that's almost like uh, calling me out because uh, I want to solve it. Uh, I'll continue here. Uh, you find limited satisfaction in pursuing the easiest, most popular, or accepted course of action. Remember, it said, I find limited satisfaction. In other words, I don't like that. The easy way is not necessarily my way. I'll go back into it. Instinctively, you, re you routinely participate in contests for the joy they bring you, <laughs> sometimes involuntarily. Like if, if somebody's doing something, it's like I just kind of want to get in there and see how I can do and ideally win. Uh, so uh, this explains why you are quite content with your life. Uh, you have little, if any, need to prove to yourself again and again by winning. This is especially true when the activity is of very little consequence in the larger scheme of your existence. You exhibit an air of certitude. That is, you com have complete faith in your abilities. Because of your strengths, you feel, you feel fulfilled by the steady improvements you have made as an individual throughout your life. You probably have confidence in your talents, knowledge, and skills. Driven by your talents, you probably take calculated risks. You typically study the pros and cons of a situation and assess the consequences of action. This thoughtful approach allows you to increase your number of successes. Now, Michael, you've known me a long time. How do you think that lines up with me? It would have saved me uh, about 18 months when I first started working for you if I'd had that three-minute explanation. I know. That's the best part of strengths. If, if the people who you work with, especially those who work for you, you know, as a subordinate, if they know these things, it's easier to create a dialogue. It's easy for them to manage their manager, which I think is a big deal. But I'll tell you one of the, so if I boiled self-assurance down, it means I can, not only do I believe what I say, and it's, it's absolutely true. I will not say it if I don't believe it, but I often can convince other people of what I'm saying being true too. And by the way, that's in spite of whether or not I'm right. Just yeah. to be clear. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Me being correct about the situation is completely not relevant <laughs> to my certitude or certitude and my ability to convince you that I'm right. So uh, <laughs> good luck uh, figuring out what's right and wrong. Uh, but I, the, the good news is I truly believe it. And self-assurance is definitely a strength, but the, there's a dark side to self-assurance. Um, 
What, what do you think it would be, Michael's like arrogance or something? Yeah, I would. I don't want to put that word on it, but it's something like that, right? It's 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 plowing ahead when they're wrong, um, and and uh, and maybe not able to listen uh, to uh, some other ideas. All right, and I don't you, have time to listen to your opinions, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yes. So um, so keep going. You're you're on the on on the barrier label uh, potentially. Yeah, and and so it, it's 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 the great, you know, ability to, to plow ahead and, and make progress. Um, but you, you aren't always aware of, of others around you. I, I'm, it makes me curious. I, I like to think of these things. There, there, there are strengths that are sort of opposing strengths. I'm really curious where uh, connectedness is for you. Um, you know, cause that feels like something that would be on the opposite side, right? Yeah, that, that could absolutely be uh, interesting. I'll have to get the, the full 34 out here later. So again, just to bring what we're trying to do guys uh, and, and gals listening is we're sharing some of our strengths with you and explaining why they exist, why we think they're accurate, how they show up in our lives and to try to give you a sense of how you can take ownership, right? First, what, what is it? Name it, claim it. And name it. Yeah. Later you can blame it because uh, it rhymes. <laughs> so it's inevitable. So here's what the, a quick description of self-assurance is just for, for clarity. People who are especially talented in self-assurance theme feel confident in the ability to manage their lives. They possess an inner compass that gives them confidence that their decisions are right. The barrier label, or as I like to call it, the dark side is arrogant, overconfident, self-sufficient. And I, I hope that I'm not any of those, right? Uh, but I'm certain that I could come across that way at times. And, you know, self-sufficient, I'm not even sure how that's a barrier. That's the real, that's the insight into my mind. I'm like, what do you mean self-sufficient? That's not a barrier. Uh, so that's, you know, developing the talent into a strength is part of the message with, with what Michael and I were talking about earlier. Michael, any uh, final words on self-assurance or do you want to get into your next one? No, you've got it. There's no question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, and, and it feels fine, by the way. Like, I don't, it doesn't bother me. Responsibility is one we may come to, and that one bothers me like crazy. So, Michael, do you want to share another one of yours? Yeah, let's, let's do learner, because I think we both have, have that one. Um, so people especially talented in the learner theme have a great desire to learn and want to continuously improve, in particular the process of learning, rather than the outcome excites them. So, um, by nature, you may appreciate opportunities to acquire knowledge, gain skills, experience new things. Uh, perhaps you refuse to let your mind grow dull by being complacent, that is, smug or self-satisfied. Because of your strengths, you prefer to work in groups. You're attracted to teams whose activities and challenges uh, intrigue you, and you usually give these matters your undivided attention. And there's, I could go on. But I, I see this in myself all the time. I, I read a wide variety of, of books, you know, listen to, to audio books and stuff. Um, I've had problems with my Volkswagen Jetta lately, and I've used it as an opportunity to figure out how to fix it. Uh, I wanted to know, you know, what to do. Do I need a new tool? What do I do about, you know, making it work again? Um, and, and, and I just, I'm, I'm hungry for, you know, all kinds of, of new stuff like that. How do you see Learner in your life? Well, for sure, uh, learner is high on my list. You know, it's, uh, I do like to learn. And this is a, a really interesting dichotomy from like my feelings about education. Like I hated high school. And after dropping out of, at one semester of college, I was no big fan of that either, right? <laughs> and whereas Michael, he's Mr. MBA. He's, you know, he's Ohio State. This is like, 
I know he likes to put the in front of Ohio State, but I'm <laughs> downgrading it to Ohio State. And, uh, you know, but that's like a top university. And so he came from kind of that academic learner, and he's really, really good at it. And I come from the – I'm a dropout. I hate structured learning, but I demand to learn, and I'm constantly curious. Um, and I like it. It is something I find satisfying because I can pick what I want to learn about. And this is one of the great freedoms of being an entrepreneur. I don't have to go in and study. You know, I remember when I signed up for college and they're like, Hey, um, you need to take some of these arts classes. And I'm like, Oh, this again, sounds like terrible news. Uh, so they say, Hey, listen, why don't you take uh, intro to dance? And I'm like, man, Oh man, you do not know me. Uh, they're like, Oh, don't worry. It's full of girls. And I'm like, all right, all right. Maybe you know me. Uh, let's check it out. So the first day I'm in intro to dance, and I'm literally holding hands with half the football team because they also told them that's where all the chicks were. <laughs> and so we're all dancing around in a circle holding hands. And I'm like, this is the worst experience ever. <laughs> and then I switched to a photography class to, to fulfill my art requirement. And I'm ready to go take some pictures and learn about photography. And no, I just study the history of photography, right? So these are just like just absolutely nightmares, whereas – if I was in my computer science classes or my programming classes, I knew more than the professors because I love to learn. So it's how you learn, where you learn. It's not a question of, um, you know, institutions or not institutions. People who love to learn, love to learn. So what do you think about that, Michael? Oh, I agree. And I've seen it in you. I mean, when, you know, as, as we built, um, you know, the first business together uh, and there were all these challenges coming on, um, we would each want to know more about it. You know, I remember, you know, if, if a legal issue came up or if we decided when we were getting ready to go look for uh, funding and stuff, it was, it was a whole new world to us. And we had to go barreling down and figure stuff out, you know. Uh, I remember, I remember trying to figure out what investment bankers were. Uh, and then we discovered they don't make investments and they're not bankers. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a great story. I remember asking that question, like, you know, somebody comes in, they're like, you need a good investment banker, you're going to raise some money. And we're like, okay, cool, cool. So Michael and I then go back to his office. I'm like, what's an investment banker? He's like, I don't know. And <laughs> I know, I figured it out. I'm like, all right, what is an investment banker? He's like, well, they don't make investments and they're not banks. <laughs> this is really confusing. So the point is, learning doesn't scare us. We're, we like it. The barrier label to learner, by the way, is curiosity may lead to irrelevance or non-productivity, which is very possible. And this is why having people around us who have other skills, uh, achiever, activator, arranger, any of those A's uh, are useful to have them help us make progress. Once we learn something, all right, what does that mean? How can we put it in place? So uh, I totally agree. I, 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 th I say the opposite of, of learner is ADHD. Uh, you know, you're any other little shiny thing shows up, you go, I gotta go find out what that is, you know, and it's, it's hard to tame that curiosity and say, no, leave Twitter alone and, and stay focused on this thing. Um, it, it, that's the, the, the basement to it. Yeah. If you can get a maximizer with a learner, now you might have something, right? <laughs> because they, they really want to get things going or, a, a, an activator. So, uh, give us another one of your strengths, Michael, you did learner. We did a quick view of that one. Sure. Um, well, another one that I've got is, uh, and this is the one we, we talked about in the webinar a little bit, is connectedness. Um, so people who are especially talented in connectedness have faith in the links between all things. They believe there are few coincidences and that almost every event has a reason. Because of your strengths, you sometimes sense a special bond with certain individuals, regardless of whether you've met them. 
Perhaps time or distance doesn't prevent you from feeling closely linked to specific people or the lives they lead. By nature, you're often the one who helps people understand how they're linked across time and distance and race and religion and economics and languages. You make it possible for individuals to work together. You aim to break down barriers that separate them. Uh, it's very likely you conclude that your life is more meaningful and you are happier when you can dedicate yourself to something of importance to humankind. So, and again, there's, there's lots more to it, um, but that's connectedness. Yeah, it definitely, I see that in you. And um, for those keeping score at home, the barrier labeled to connectedness is flaky, new age, or not in touch with reality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Guilty. <laughs> yeah, if, well, the thing is, if you can't get that strength, if you can't take that talent develop into a strength, you can live on the dark side of the, the equation. And that happens in every strength, by yeah. the way. And I, uh, I'm going to talk about my next strength. Um, I do see connectedness in you. And by the way, we used to have a, a saying around uh, one of our companies that's like, it's the realm. You know, the realm just does stuff. Um, yeah. You can call it whatever you want. Everybody can put their own name to it. Well, we just call it the realm because we're in an office. And things would just work for us, right? We'd have some challenge and then something would happen. It was like, well, uh, good. The realm uh, took care of the business, you know? It's, well, the realm was the short phrase. The, the, do you remember the long phrase? Uh, no. It's the, the realm of fortuitous coincidence. <laughs> oh, we should write a book. Yeah, that sounds like a fantasy novel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, and it happened all the time. This yeah. thing uh, is, it, it was not just a one-time thing. So the, People who are open to that or can find patterns of that uh, will generally find uh, solace in that. So let me give you another strength uh, of mine, and then you guys can – well, you can feel my pain. Let, let me just say that. So here's the, the strength. It's called responsibility. And uh, it says, driven by your talents, you often stand out as notably mature. You are reasonable in your thinking. These two qualities usually distinguish you from many of your peers and friends instinctively you are consistent to your core values and predictable in your actions. People are likely to know that you go to great lengths to do things right and to behave in an ethical manner. It's very likely you sometimes open yourself to diverse types of people. You ordinarily welcome individuals who otherwise feel out of place or ignored. Because of your strengths, you volunteer for additional duties. This is where I get into trouble, by the way. Uh, you enjoy really being given authority over projects, individuals, or groups, you expect to be held accountable for the results you produce, as well as your words and deeds. By nature, you normally strive to do things right. Taking shortcuts strikes you as unprincipled, thoughtless, and careless. You likely refuse to produce sloppy work or engage in unethical, unethical practices, uh, which is all very true. Uh, Absolutely. It's like... It is, for me, a waste of time to figure, you know, to try. This is why so many of these black hat hacks that, that Amazon sellers um, tend to gravitate towards, I just don't have any time for it. Uh, and most of the time, it's because they are, there are things that are unethical about it. There's even, I, I saw a presentation recently where it's like to execute that particular tactic uh, that was shared, that's at least three or four felonies. And I, I have a, a two <laughs> felony maximum. Uh, I check out after a couple felonies. So, uh, of course, in those contexts, by the way, the black cat players are not in this country and they don't face the same consequences. The point is, I, will, I always want to do the right thing. 
I don't want to do something uh, that is wrong. And if I do something like make a promise to somebody and then I can't deliver, I do whatever I can. In fact, this is where the dark side kicks in. I will often say yes too many times and then I will kill myself to uh, uh, meet my obligations. And if I fail, then I will 10 X my pain to, to kind of make it right. Does that seem right to you, Michael? Yeah, I've, I've seen it. I know it, there are things that have kept you up at night, um, you know, with, with worry and anguish. And uh, you'd come into the office in the morning, and you'd say, we gotta, we got to change this thing. It's just not right, you know. And, and, but you've, you've learned so much about it. Uh, we would also choose to do things. And we would say, listen, let's just do it because it's the right thing to do. It's just a natural fit. It's, uh, it's, it's give before getting. You know, it just, it felt like we could uh, take the high road, you know, from the very beginning. I even have to worry about making the choice. Just go there. It's a better place. That is certainly one of the guiding principles. Uh, an example of that is there used to be a really hot selling product and every competitor had it uh, for sale. and It was selling like crazy. But I knew for a fact, no matter what they said, that it was packed full of formaldehyde. And the, the story that I would kind of tell is, hey, listen. I don't want to be that guy, you know, 10 years, 20 years from now, 60 minutes shows up at my house and they go, Hey, uh, you got a pretty nice house here. Uh, looks like you're living a pretty good life. Just curious. Uh, you know, the orphanage, all those kids have health troubles because of the stuff that you put in that place. And you kind of knew that it was going to be trouble. Yeah. Like I never want that. That's my ultimate nightmare. So we checked out of millions and millions of dollars worth of sales because we're not going to do the wrong thing. Even as people rationalize their way, that while everybody else is doing it, maybe it's really not that big a deal. And they kind of talk themselves into stuff and I can't get there. Uh, here's another summary of responsibility. Uh, people who are especially talented in responsibility theme take psychological ownership of what they say they will do. They're committed to stable values such as honesty and loyalty. And of course, a barrier label to that is can't say no, can't let go. And uh, good Lord, uh, let me just tell you that there's, it's responsibility is my only area in the execution side of the strength. And it is a heavy burden to bear at times. If I got better at this strength, I would say no much more often. And, and by the way, that's kind of my mindset. Now I've got a little uh, lightning bolt that I'm dealing with uh, that I've disclosed on the show before. I'm not going to let this one get into the details, but uh, that just gives me a real clear barometer. It's like, hey, this is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm not going to do, anything yeah. else, basically. And that clarity is something that uh, I encourage everybody to get to, uh, even without the lightning bolt. So, Michael, give us another strength of yours, unless you have any words about it, responsibility first. Well, I'll, I'll just come back to, I, I know that, that um, you feel responsibility on your shoulders uh, as something heavy, um, but I will tell you that it is a, it, that it adds uh, structure and height to you as well. Those of us that work with you, that know you, that interact with you, um, see that we don't see the weight on you. We see the integrity um, and the the uh, the value in the relationship. Um, we we know that you're you're trustworthy and that you're ethical and. And then all that. So while it may feel heavy to you, it, it, the the advantage that doesn't always feel great is that it, it makes you um, more valuable in the relationship um, that, that all of us have. And I think it's a big part of your success um, 
out there. So it, it may feel like work, but it's, it's, it's power. Yeah, I appreciate that. I do, in the big picture, I can see that. Um, and, you know, the more that I, I develop it as a strength, I can even control that. But, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate that. And, and it is something that, you know, I wouldn't change it. That's the irony, right? <laughs> I, I wouldn't change it because it, it's the center of who I am is right down that line of uh, all those things that we've just discussed. So, Michael, give us one more and then we'll uh, try to wrap this thing up and, and share uh, actions people can take. Sure. So my number two is strategic. Um, people especially talented in the strategic theme create alternative ways to proceed. Faced with any given scenario, they can quickly spot the relevant patterns and issues. Driven by your talents, you select the right combination of words to convey your ideas or feelings. In the middle of discussions, your vocabulary provides you with precise phrases and terminology. You probably express yourself with ease and grace. Instinctively, you probably feel very good about yourself and life in general when you know the words to express an idea or feeling. Um, the other part of, of strategic for me is um, given a problem, almost any problem, if I can clear my head, take a shower, go for a walk, I can usually come up with, what, with something to do next. I, I rarely get into a place where I go, whoa, this, this is it. It's over. You know, I'm almost always, and so part of that's my positivity too, but, but positivity is just sort of feeling good about it. Uh, strategic is saying, all right, we could do this or that. Um, and I remember working through a problem uh, earlier this year, very early this year, um, and thinking, uh-oh, that's it. That's the, the death knell. And, and, and I'm, I just said, but it, but it can't be. I got up, I took a shower, cleared my head, came back and said, what have I got? And it's like that scene our friend Rick likes to talk about a scene from the princess bride where uh, they, they, they're trying to storm the castle or something and they've got nothing. And one of them says, well, if we only had a wheelbarrow, you know, I was like, well, what would you do with a wheelbarrow? But they're able to, when they come up with a solution to that, they're able to construct something. Right. And, and so I just sit there and go, take an inventory of what you got, figure something out and, and, and come up with something to work on and then just start grinding away and, and putting in the work. And I like to couple that with my futuristic, right? I like to say, okay, so there's tomorrow. And, and, and futuristic is, uh, there's always a better tomorrow. It's, it's rarely a pessimistic tomorrow. So there's tomorrow. Now, how are we going to get there? And, and I think these two strengths have probably defined my career more than anything. Um, seeing where we could go and figuring out a path. Um, I was at a, a major manufacturer and I was uh, director of marketing for them. And, but it was, uh, at the time, it was 1980, 1992, 94. Um, and I wanted to build a website. This is when the internet was just coming on. You could get almost any domain you wanted. Um, and I put together a, a, I could tell it was going to be big. I just, I knew it. Um, and, and I put together a strategy for this emerging business that we had um, that was going to let us take on uh, the age-old competitor in the space. And I, I put together this whole beautiful plan. Um, and my boss at the time said, the internet's a fad. And I couldn't let go of it. I, I could see different ways for our business to go forward, but I could see what tomorrow was. And, and I knew which of the paths forward, you know, we kind of do the usual competitive things or we could do the, the groundbreaking innovative solution that was going to get us to tomorrow in a couple of years versus decades to try to match up with this competitor. 
And he says, the internet's a fad, get out of here. And I finally got fired over it. That's my belief. I wouldn't let go of it, right? I, I, I've got belief in my top five. And I just said, no, I know what is right. I'm going to, to do this. And he said, no, you're not. And I, I lost my job over it. Uh, but the internet's still around. Um, and, and, I, and I don't even feel bad about it. I knew what it was. I knew I was right. And I moved on. Well, this is, uh, I definitely know this to be true because not only can you see kind of that, that future and, and certainly want to um, be a part of a, a bright future, but the strategic it gives you that pattern recognition to figure out how to make that the next move or the next thing yeah. happen. And um, I've taken this uh, Strengths Finder twice, and four of my top five stayed in the same, stayed in the top five, although the positions slightly changed. Uh, one of mine that dropped out was, uh, strategic and it replaced with relator both yeah. are highly uh, part of who I am and that pattern recognition is something uh, that, that we share we we love to find you know some solution to some problem and and ideally it be sustainable and strategic so listen guys uh, awesomers out there we have been talking about kind of our own personal strengths shared a couple stories along the way we I can't tell you how important this is I just think it is something that you should make a, a mental commitment to learning your own strengths. Uh, you can go to gobestrong.com slash go and get the assessment taken straight away. If you're uh, an, an achiever, then you'll already want to jump into some of the other packages Michael has outlined. Uh, you can watch the webinar. You can also watch uh, episode number 18, awesomers.com slash 18, to see the, the book review. But I'm telling you, make a commitment to yourself to get in the game. And again, I have no affiliate. I have no um, financial stuff here. Michael's basically given away most of his time. This is a, for the love of the game that he's doing this. So I, I, I believe in it. We're trying to make it as easy as we can for you to get access to it by sharing our time and our, our philosophies and so forth. And uh, yeah, I, any other uh, parting words, Michael? Yeah, just the one. Um, you, you said early on that this wasn't a, um, a you know, kind of a uh, astrology kind of thing. It's not. This is all built by Gallup, the research people. And for over 50 years, they've been researching the American workplace and trying to figure out what is it that makes it, uh, makes people successful. So all of these terms are the results of, of thousands of interviews that got boiled down to hundreds of different talents or themes that got boiled and reduced and argued over and debated and, and separated and tested uh, down to these 34 different strengths. And when you take the assessment, you, you can get a ranking of all 34. But they're, they're all strengths. There are just some that are dominant in your life and some that are supporting and some that are, are pretty small. Um, but it's, it's not uh, some sort of hocus pocus, you know, made up uh, word salad. It's it's all the result of research uh, that is constantly being tested. And over 21 million people around the world have taken the assessment and, and found it to be useful. So I encourage you to, to give it some serious thought. And, and given how inexpensive the assessments are, you really should do it. You're going to come out with uh, your top strengths, and it's going to make you know yourself better, and that should empower you. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And if it is going to be a word salad, I want the dressing on the side. That's just that's, <laughs> draw the line there. Uh, <laughs> Listen, guys, I, I think that's an important point. Because we've done a, a number of these types of things, we, we don't have time to go through and give you the full background on 
um, the the strengths-based philosophy and so forth, but you'll you'll catch some of that in the webinar. But I, it's a really important point Michael brings up, which is this is not hocus pocus, you know, stuff that is uh, head in the cloud stuff. This is real data, big data science, and it shows you how to create in, an engaged a company. It's how to keep yourself engaged, by the way. It's how to get your partner engaged. It's how to talk to each other. There's really a lot of actionable steps you can take once you understand that a strength and using that strength once it's developed leads to engagement, which leads to higher productivity, better retention, more profits. All the things that we all want in our businesses come from people using their strengths and becoming engaged. So, uh, anyway, I appreciate you coming on, Michael. Thanks for the uh, generous use of your time. And awesomers out there, uh, gobestrong.com slash go is how you can get started. Select one of those. If you are going to do more than a million bucks next year or you have teams more than you know four or five, immediately go to the uh, advanced option and get some of Michael's time to have him coach you, let him show you how to do this thing. And over time, you can roll this thing out to your organization and transform yourself from kind of a chaos, crazy entrepreneur with terrible management skills leading the thing into something that everybody has a common vocabulary and can, and can really take you forward. So anyway, I love this stuff. Thank you again, Michael. Awesomers, we'll see you next time. And don't forget, awesomers.com slash 163 is where you go to find the show notes. Thanks, Steve. All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs> All right, bye.